0: hello everybody i am so excited i have lizzie post back from the emily post institute she is an author you have all now come to know and love she authored wedding etiquette higher etiquette um emily post's guide to etiquette she and her cousin dan post have been uh, running a podcast that i've been listening to for over five years called awesome etiquette it comes out every monday And they kind of do like the whole Dr. Laura, people write in with their very awkward, etiquette questions and they answer them on air. And so we have a very special edition. You have myself, a nurse, and Lizzie, and we're gonna answer all of your toughest etiquette questions during the pandemic. And you guys had some very awkward questions that I'm excited to hear what Lizzie thinks. Um, So as soon as she hops on here, I can invite her. Hello, Anna, this is like, so up you and your mom's alley. You guys are going to love it. I don't know if you watched the last one with Lizzie, but she was so amazing. So um, a lot of you guys watch this later, so you won't be able to see the questions. But if you're watching now and you have a question live, feel free to to write it. And then I'll try to work it in as time allows. Shorter one than last week. And Lizzie is joining right now as we speak. It's waiting, connecting hi thank you so much for bearing with me today oh Oh my my gosh there's like no time during the pandemic (laughs) i never know what day it is what time it is like everything's (laughs) so in flux so thank you so much for joining us again well thank you it's
1: it's been i feel like a nutty week but it's finally
0: coming to a close thank god it's friday Um, yeah, now I wanna that. see what art is behind you is it like geese head. Oh the geese? So this was let me see if I can
1: angle it without showing you my embarrassing storage closet that's right next door to that. Um it's those are they're these three geese. They were my grand in my grandparents' house and when they, they moved and sort of downsized and everything, um that was one of the that was one of the things I, re- I received from the house and I love it. It's <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorite favorite What does it say? What is it? It doesn't, oh, it doesn't say anything. It's, oh, it's, oh, it's the legs. It's just the legs of the geese.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm I like, remember. what does it say? <laughs> You're like, is there a hidden message in my heart? <laughs> Did I really miss something <laughs> I drive my therapist crazy because wherever <laughs> she's like working from home, I'm like, what's that behind you? And she's like, focus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: she runs the
0: call together.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you doing? He said it's been a crazy week.
1: It, yeah, it has, and it's one. I feel like t- traditional holiday time warp. Um, everything tends to start to snowball and like go faster and faster. And so I'm like, wait, but when? Did, shoot, gotta ship things. Gotta like turn in that deadline. Like turn on that thing before it's deadline. You know, it just it's it's like that.
0: <laughs> I know. And with the post office, I don't. I can't even follow what's going on. But I'm. We just were mailing stuff today in hopes that it gets there for Christmas. But Totally, totally. Too crazy. So <laughs> you have so kindly agreed to come back and do a special, I just, I came up with the word pandem- <laughs> pandemic etiquette. Pandemic <laughs> etiquette. Okay, pandemic etiquette. I like it. <laughs> and we got some very interesting questions.
1: Oh, I am excited to uh, see. I saw some of them to
0: start and one of them I was even like,
1: <laughs> Oh, that's a juicy. Like I ooh. I think okay. I'm gonna
0: save that one for last. The um, okay, you know that it. a friend's exposed <laughs> others should you tell the others. Cause this that's juicy. Big question. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. My nursing professor, she teaches community health nursing. She's why I'm a public health nurse, because she was like, do it. Um <laughs> she has joined and so I'm actually Janet, will you? I get to call her Janet now um, <laughs> will you write out what you think I sent you the qu- Janet the question ahead of time I'm dying to hear what Janet thinks as well but um, I would like
1: to know as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, funny story the first day in nursing school I brought my diet Coke to the table at conference and I sat next to her and she just has this like really fun energy and she just took my soda and started drinking out of it and I was like <laughs> Oh, like we're really cool. I think she likes me. And then she like realized and was horrified and I was like, oh, I just thought you thought we were gonna be friends.
1: Like, I just thought that was bonding. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, this is so at Stanford they sent out some like general guidelines and i and I've heard this, but my mother-in-law had not heard this. I'm curious if this message has come across on the East Coast, what you think sure Your safety precautions are a sign of kindness courtesy and protect and protection
1: i mean i think for i think that that is true we talked uh, immediately when we started coming up with advice for this unprecedented time for at least most of us living today um we we really talked about getting back to the idea of what does um compassion, what does kindness, what does consideration and respect and honesty look like at this time? You know what I mean? And, um, it was like being respectful right now, isn't reaching out your hand to shake a hand, you know, being respectful, isn't holding that door if it means you're going to have to pass within six feet. Um, and so those are some of the, some of the things that had, had really adjusted, um, but it's, you're also talking about people's um, medical information. And you're talking about people's safety levels. You're talking about what we have clearly seen here in America as a very deadly disease. And so it's really hard to say, you know, where, where does the line of consideration end and safety begin? I think, I think they are very closely tied. But I think there are multiple facets to it now (laughs) like there's a lot to juggle
0: yes definitely um and so even and you guys talk about safety always trumps etiquette but then what you're saying too is like the rules are changing and currently in California we are like back basically on it's called like safer at home or something yeah um and then so we're really locked down here, but just a few weeks ago we were starting to open back up and have people invite other people to go out to outdoor eating, and um, we were starting to mingle again. So I that's why I wanted to talk to you because not just for when we're like obviously if we can't leave our house we can't leave our house, but as things start to open back up this is when all of this gray area comes into into account. So um going in line with is wearing a mask a sign of kindness and i've been on a hike before where people were it was in the beginning and we weren't wearing masks because we were like we're not going to be anywhere near six feet yes, away so from other move, people
1: yeah we can move and, apart and it'll be okay
0: and we yeah. got a lot of dirty looks like really especially with the kids running around they were just horrified. it was like we had like <laughs> I don't even know how to explain. <laughs> um do you what do you think about walking outside either like in an outdoor like downtown area or hiking? Do you think that people should wear masks? Even if we know that you aren't, don't have to wear a mask if you're going to be farther away from people when you're outside, for example, do you think that that's rude not to wear a mask?
1: It, 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 again, like so many answers, it so depends. Like you said, in your area, people were really putting the pressure on you with dirty looks and things like that. And if, if that pressure uh, feels appropriately responsive to your environment might be a good idea to lean into it and put on that mask. Here in Vermont, we've gone through waves of it where I've seen, um, where I've been really comfortable going down to our bike path without a mask and just staying six feet apart. I've also been that person angrily like shaking my fist behind someone who passed me really close without a mask. So, you know, like when I have my moment of, I can't handle this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I've, I've both, I've been on both sides of it and I feel like it's, um, it it really does kind of depend how things are in your area. I've noticed here that since we've kind of locked down a second time here in Vermont, we're, um, we weren't allowed to mingle with other households. Originally you weren't even supposed to be going for walks with other households. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really told that we had, we had not done a good job on socializing outdoors without masks all of a sudden, like it was yeah. we were fine throughout the summer, but then, it had really taken its toll by by uh, I think Halloween they said was one of the big uh, spreading events but it um it, it it is really tough but our wave right now everybody's wearing masks when they're walking just down the street if there's no one around they're taking them off and then putting them on when they come across someone if they don't have their mask on them they're moving really far away like not just like to the other side of the sidewalk, which is, what, four feet? It's not even. It's like they're really you're they (laughs) are pulling far away from you to give you space if they don't have a mask. Uh Um, So that's what I'm seeing here. But it's hard on things like trails and stuff. You know, you really when you're hiking, you really, really don't want to be stepping off the trail a lot. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I'm hiking, having my mask on me is a way to have that brief passing with someone where it's kind of like the grocery store where you you quickly move by each other Mm -hmm. and you're maybe not six feet apart, but you both have masks on. So it's at least short-term outdoor moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, but that's also just because I'm sitting here saying like, try
0: not to step off the path and, you know, ruin more of the, the landscape. Yeah. <laughs> I think Dan had a term for like wearing, popping your mask on and off as you're on the trail or passing. Popping. Oh, I wish he did. I don't remember. Now I'm going I I've to- heard him mention it. I don't remember <laughs> if he had like a catchphrase for it, but that seems to be like, and if you're walking through a downtown area. And you mentioned like the counties are like this. I feel like we all emotionally are like this. Like sometimes like I'm more said, like sometimes I'm like this. And other
1: times I'm like, Oh, it's
0: okay. Yeah. And so you never know, you know, like maybe the I've had a few rude not rude uh well, I don't know, I guess maybe they were rude. Like at Target. It I has- was more than six feet away and this woman was like, Step back like yelled and I was like I am 10 feet, Sorry. Away. Um, but you know, maybe like she just found out her mother is locked down in a nursing facility and they got COVID. So like emotionally, she's up even though the county is down. And so, um, yeah, it seems like maybe just kind of testing the waters where you are and having a mask close by is always a good That's idea. The
1: big one is have the mask close by so you can throw it, excuse me, throw it on. There was a gentleman for instance, last night, um, I was out for a walk with Sunny, and we were looking at this house that had really cool Christmas lights on it and um a gentleman who lives in that neighborhood was uh like right around the corner was walking his dog off leash and the dog who wanted to come up and meet Sunny. and I said you know we did the whole is your dog nice is my dog nice kind of a thing and I said yeah. yes and I'm fine with it and he said I'm really sorry I don't have a mask I said that's okay I'm probably just gonna step back though and then I I stepped back Sonny's leash happened to be like an eight foot leash. So I knew if he was oh. at the end of it, I was a good distance away. But it was nice to have him who wasn't wearing the mask, say, the gentleman, sorry, who wasn't wearing the mask, say, you know, oh, I I really should have this on and understand why I then said, I'm going to step back, you know? Yeah, that was just that works. it's, you know, you do the best you can in the moments where someone yells at you and is re- you just say, I'm really sorry you know I hope you have a better day like you know what I mean it's like I didn't not trying to get anybody upset here like you know you're the bigger
0: person than me i was like no, 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 more no, no. Than
1: that's what we <laughs> should do i'm not saying that's what happens every time i can throw a glare just like anybody else like not proud of it but sometimes when you're in the middle of target and it's been a crazy day yeah. it's not What? Is,
0: what do you think is like a nice way of just if you're the person that feels like somebody's just shopping too close to you or not giving you that space how do you gently say back up
1: I often do the um I'm sorry do you mind giving me just a little more space I'm really trying to be good about the full six feet or it's it's really important for me right now to have that full six feet or I'll wait until you're done (laughs) you're finished excuse me you know that's another one Um, but it's, it, it can be tough. It's, you know, you, you're setting boundaries based on your comfort levels and what you feel is safe. And the more that you can communicate that, that's what you're trying to do as opposed to you other person, you're making it hard for me to be okay. That's a very blame. It's a very attack driven judgment driven, you know, um, mentality and attitude to put out there. But if instead you say, I'm really doing this thing, I can be patient, I can back away. It, I just feel like it's such a, a better kind of can do place to be operating from.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, somebody just wrote, um, my friend wrote, I have been that rude person when somebody not wearing a mask correctly or got too close yeah. to my baby um but that's just like a general you know people shouldn't really be touching babies a lot of moms don't even <laughs> want you to touch their feet like don't come near the baby so just
1: lean in <laughs> like, yeah.
0: you, i guess how would you say to someone who doesn't want anyone to touch their baby like just say oh i'm sorry we're not yep you got it
1: i'm sorry we're really trying to keep space and it's so hard with a baby i know but but we, we don't mind saying hi from a distance.
0: And I like that. We're trying to keep that. space. We're really yeah. trying, I like that. We're really trying to keep space yeah. with our babies. That's and nice do
1: thing. it while you're moving yourself back. Like, don't make yourself up yeah. to wait for the other person to abide by what's comfortable for you protecting your child.
0: Like, you yes. know what I
1: mean? Like, That's um, a
0: good segue into... um somebody is having some people, let's say, wanna meet their new baby, um, how do you ask about how safe that person has been? Or like, this is such a good question because it's really complicated.
1: But. It is, and it's even one that comes up like, I remember a lot of my friends in the city when they start, in New York City, when they start having babies, um, you know, you'd go down to visit and you'd, you'd be asked to take your shoes off, wash your hands. Like, I mean, it was a, a whole process to then visit the baby. And I yeah. think using that same tactic that those moms use for the remove your shoes, wash your hands is is perfect. You just say, hey, there are some uh, practices that we're doing, you know, and, and we've been really careful about them. And right now, because of the circumstances and how fragile baby's immune systems are, we're asking we we're choosing to ask people if they feel comfortable talking with us about what their practices have been so that we can decide if we feel comfortable with an in-person visit and it's like it's so tough we all have to have these conversations we just never had to have before but it makes it so much better than all the angst and all the stress and anxiety that will come up if you don't have it or if you like skirt the issue and and try to like suss out what someone's doing. Like, just come out and ask them. Like, say, hey, for visits. You know, we've been really concerned. And so we're asking if people are willing to share. You know, we'd really like to know how you've been handling the pandemic before we say yes. Okay, how you've been
0: handling the pandemic, that's how you'd (laughs) breathe.
1: Because then you get the person who's like, man, I've just been so stressed out. Like, you know, and you're like, well, we didn't mean emotionally. (laughs) And then like,
0: you know, what's your safety (laughs) protocol? (laughs) I did like a little funny video of like, really what we should do if we want to be safe for Christmas, like quarantining for 14 days, having a negative COVID test, washing your hands, bringing your own utensils. And it's like, it's. So really not practical. So unfortunately, the answer seems to be not, you know, even gathering for Thanksgiving and Christmas, which is such a bummer. We we see our families anyways because they help with childcare. So we were able to see our family, but I had a lot of coworkers who just couldn't fly home and they literally like ate takeout by themselves, which is like so sad for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: Probably a relief for some others, but definitely <laughs> really sad for many. Yeah. Like,
0: that's very um, true.
1: But I think it it is. It's hard to think about being alone for the holidays, or it's hard to think about making that choice for safety first. And I think what's also hard is that that means so many, it seems, put it this way, it seems to mean so many different things in different states right now that, you know, w- what seems reasonable in practice for one group isn't what another group is being told they can do, you know? And that's I think that's a that, good point. just, I mean, this is where we come back to that compassion and, and consideration and respect for others. Part of the respect for others and the consideration for others right now is recognizing that people are receiving confusing messaging and that depending on what outlets they listen to and depending on what state they're in, it's just, it's a really different message that's coming across. And so I think it's, it's really important to have some patience around that even, you know, yeah. um I wish it wasn't the case I wish we all had the same the same message or at least the same message based on what level your area is at you know yes
0: that's such a good point point. and I I've had trouble I it's probably just I mean it's just jealousy but like I'll be on social media and I'll see somebody sharing like a party that they've had and they're calling it socially distanced but the picture them all holding each uh. other as a group of five and I'm like That doesn't make sense. Yeah. And then I like look in the comments, like, I'm like, I want somebody to say something. I wouldn't say anything, but I'm like, can somebody, you know, that's not cool to see. But, um, you know again we have to give each other patience and everybody has different practices that they're comfortable with and that does lead to another question friends um so the scout friends want to get together with her but she can see online that maybe they're doing some of that you know went to a socially distance party that's not really socially distanced yeah. how would you um you know i guess go, go around that or <laughs>
1: um i feel like for that one um one of the one of the things that you always got to remind yourself of right is that you're in control of what you participate in for the most part I mean like you someone can say they're throwing a socially distanced party and then it gets out of hand or something like that and so at least when you're going into it if you're if you've been invited to go hang out with some friends and they're you know and you've seen that they are not hanging out in socially distanced ways or ways that make you feel safe let's put it that way um then I would decline the invitation, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just like if someone if you were like, not a fan of whiskey, and someone invited you to a whiskey tasting, you probably say thank you so much for the invite, but I'm going to pass can't wait to see you again a different time. You know, okay. it's, um, I think, it, to me, it's that kind of a thing. I don't know that I need to be pointing out to them that I don't feel safe with what they're doing. unless. Mm-hmm. We really have the kind of reputation, or uh, sorry, relationship and rapport that would allow me to do that. You know what I mean? To actually say like, hey, I, I do really want to see you guys, but I've seen pictures and stuff online and it makes me worried about how you're hanging out with other people. And mm-hmm. I just, I can't, I, I can't feel okay saying yes. And I really want to feel okay saying yes.
0: Mm. Um no wonder you're the master of sample script. That was, man <laughs> That was very tactful. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. <laughs> but normally if you you know it was somebody you didn't weren't super close with, you would just say, Oh, thank you for the invitation, I'm gonna yep. have to pass, but I look forward to seeing you another time or, Yep,
1: exactly. exactly. If it, if it's not someone that I can really say, guys, I, I can't do it the way you've been doing it, you know, and posting about it, then I would say you know just no just just say no and say thank you but
0: yeah i like what jesse chamber had said hi jesse um my therapist made the point that a lot of people think they're doing the right thing but they might not be simply just due to the confused messaging yeah yeah definitely um gosh so good and then this one came up on your show actually before once the vaccine comes out, um, would you just, if, if you made the decision that you only wanted to be around people who had the vaccine with masks, like, can you just come out and ask somebody, are you vaccinated? Or, you know, that just, this is just a good question for life, you know, yeah. people, rubella, whatever.
1: Well, and a lot, a lot of people deal with this anyway, if their kids aren't kids who could get vaccinated, they often have mm-hmm. to be asking if the kids around them have been. Um, and if they can't, then they, if they can't, Say yes, our kids are. You know, then they then there's no play date, and so um, I think I, I would I would lean into it that it's a it's it's a pretty open conversation people are having right now, even though it's a medi- you know medical conversation. Yeah. Um, so one of the best ways to approach a conversation like that is to ask permission to have the conversation. Say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I know the vaccine is coming out, and I'm trying to figure out you know how I'm going to navigate my social world as as it does, are you willing to talk with me about whether you're going to participate in the vaccine or not? Whether, you know, are you willing to talk with me about your thoughts on the vaccine? Even something like that, if you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, But with with other people in your life, it's going to be you either know they're going to get it or they're like, you know, someone you really could ask. Like, hey, did you get it? Have you gotten it? Are you going to get it? What do you think about getting it,
0: you know? Yeah, Um, definitely.
1: But I think we're all going to have to, that's going to be another layer of kind of social decision making that that we are going to navigate as the vaccine rolls out. And even just as it's, has your eligibility group come up yet?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's an
1: interesting question, because it's like, if you're one of the first people eligible, that could say something about, you know, what your s- situation is. Um, and you completely. might not want to
0: reveal that. I, d- I don't know. <laughs> like completely. Or kids. Some people are like, that's my kid's medical information. I don't want to be sharing that. that so. Yeah. Um, how quickly, how would you, if we were like, like, I'm like, Hey, Lizzie, would you want to bring your kids over to play in the backyard? How would you ask me about my kids back? I
1: would probably say something like, I definitely want to, would you be willing to just talk with me a little bit about safety and sort of how you guys have been handling anything. I'm happy to talk to you about whether or not we've been vaccinated, like that sort of stuff. But I'd love to get a little bit more info before I say yes. But I am I definitely want the kids to play. <laughs> oh, I like that. That made me feel
0: good. Because <laughs> it definitely feels like you're, like, judging them, saying you guys aren't being safe or you're not being safe enough or you're being irresponsible. Like, the language is difficult. And then how would you – say like let's say um I was like we are just you know the pandemic is not real it's just completely made up yeah we're just living our lives we're not gonna live in fear and okay. you know so we've just been living life as normal haven't you how would we, you I respond? would
1: say I would say no we've been taking it pretty seriously and I so given that we have different positions on it I would love to do whatever kind of over the Zoom, you know, or FaceTime interactions that we can with the kids, you know, to keep them connected and stuff. But I'm probably gonna have to wait on in-person get-togethers for a little while.
0: You came up with that very quickly, Liz. <laughs> Don't that have kids, was you're impressive. like, something for the world of like, when if, when, if ever, kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was really good okay we're gonna have to keep the i want to like write down everything that you said because it's good (laughs) also with like regular vaccine, you know like pre and hopefully post covid one day just you know your normal
1: vaccinations yeah yeah
0: so you would just say if it was just say a year ago your answer about that if it was regular vaccines would just if you needed your kids to only be around vaccinated kids, you would right. say it's, we would it's not worry even. if my kids are
1: vaccinated. It's only a worry if, if everybody's not. Yeah.
0: Yes. If you would, you know, so you would say, um, are you, uh, are you willing to talk about your family's safety protocols yeah. and whether they're vaccinated?
1: Yeah. yeah. Just are, I would say something like, um you know we're in a position where we need to to ask questions about vaccination and i know that that's not always a topic everyone wants to talk about um but if you're willing to talk with us about it and and share we can then make a decision about if the kids can play but unfortunately due to to, you know, our child's circumstances, it's a, it's a question we have to ask before we can set up a play date or say yes to a play date. Yeah. And then if the answer is, yeah, well, quick answer, we don't vaccinate our kids, we say, unfortunately, that, that means that we can't let them get together um, in person, but we would love to do, you know, Zoom or FaceTime or find fun things, maybe they could be pen pals like, you know, just try to start thinking of ways the kids can connect that you could suggest if the parents want to engage with it. And they might say, no, you know, like, yeah, if you can't do in person, what's the point? And you just say, OK, well, at least we tried. And then goodbye. Friend, you know what I mean? Just like,
0: yes. gone. don't worry about it you know. But it's such yeah. a good it's such a good question because, you know, babies can't be vaccinated for a lot of things and so it's not necessarily just the one-off person whose kid went through chemo. It's like everybody at some point in their lives who who does have kids. So, it's a great question. Um, gosh, I think oh, how do you RSVP to a wedding if you're not sure that you want to go there? We actually did this ourselves. Um Did you?
1: It's it's a tip I I think it's one where wait wait until um, give yourself as much time as you need to make the decision, but make the decision by the RSVP date, you know, and just decide whether you're going to go and try to participate or not. Um, It's not good to, but you could RSVP, yes, and then cancel later on if you really felt you couldn't travel or and this is happening for people, they do catch COVID or something and they they can't actually go to the wedding. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even if they have a mild case or it's just a positive with with no symptoms, um, you know, then you are having to cancel after having said yes. So it's, it's not unheard of. Um, it's disappointing for a couple to have that happen a lot. And it's happening to a lot more couples now because <laughs> of situations like this. It's more frequent. Um, so if you can deliver a firm no then and you feel confident doing it do that if you can deliver a confident yes then then lean into your yes but i say give yourself the time until that rsvp due date um to to kind of keep tabs on how things are going but i don't know about you oftentimes the rsvp date ends up being you know a a decent ways before the wedding and I mean, nobody would have known that November 1st, Vermont was going to shut down again like crazy. Like, we just, we were all getting excited about the potential of spending the holidays together, like, and actually doing some gathering and just (laughs) gone. Like And so the timing thing is just so tough when it comes to stuff like this. I don't know. No,
0: I feel like anybody who's really gotten engaged or had a wedding this last year really has had to be super flexible with their guests. and. Um, things, yeah, as I said, things are just changing. I think we decided by the RSVP date, no, it was traveling to North Carolina and it was just like, well, it's, you know, if it was local though, that might be a harder thing to say. You know, can you say, can we play it by ear on on what's going on with the county or?
1: That's one where you might, uh, you might put in a phone call to the couple and you might say, hey, listen, I I just was curious how other guests are handling saying yes or saying no when there's such uncertainty about the actual date. And we won't really know till about two weeks beforehand. You know, I think that's an okay conversation to have and at the same time, I also still think you could just choose to make a decision, you know, and then whichever decision you make, you can participate to the best of your ability. So if you say no, send that gift, call in for all the Zoom calls, like, do, you know, touch base with the person as much as you can, show them that you care, you know, and if you do end up going, you know, then, then you keep tabs on it, just like all the other guests are going to be too. Yeah.
0: And then you, you guys had talked about a little bit on the podcast for brides and grooms and brides and brides and grooms and grooms that how are they um, updating guests and I think you had said like pick a date to say we are going to update you guys on this date, like if it's after the RSVP about what we're doing, like, how should couples be expressing, like updating the guests, I guess. That's exactly
1: wedding. it is you let that you let your guests know, um, you know, I, I say any means that that makes sense. So whether that's a big email to everybody, and posting it on your wedding website and sending out a text message and sending out a thing in the car, I mean, do whatever you can to reach your guests and say, We are going to make a decision, you know, on this date about whether or not certain things can move forward with the wedding, you know, and it it, or it it might be whether or not we'll be indoors or outdoors or, you know, there could be lots of things that it might that might fill in the blank of the question mark. But it's um, I think it's it's perfectly fine for you to simply reach out and say exactly what you're intending to do. That's like the the best way to communicate with your guests.
0: Tell them what you're thinking. How you guys answered this on the show? I keep talking about the show. Everybody obviously just needs to listen to the show because, you get awesome. to, and way more in detail. And you have Dan as well, who has a lot of awesome ideas and feedback on it. But um, somebody had written in that they were demoted from the wedding guest list. But I think the original wedding guest list was like 200 or 150. They were officially and it got-
1: uninvited. Yes.
0: Okay. How do you uninvite somebody due to safety? Well,
1: you, well, you don't if you can, but you, the only way to do it really is to cancel the, the wedding that was planned and to let your guests know you're canceling it and then to reissue you know, an invitation, however that is. It might be this time around you too if you have phone calls, you know what I mean? But you reissue the invitation for the new wedding. I personally, people might think I'm nuts for saying this, but I really think that it is better to do that than to send something out, even though it's more efficient to send something out that says you've been uninvited to this wedding. We've had a change of plans. It just never comes across well. It doesn't sound good. It would be so much nicer to hear we are canceling our wedding, our, our big wedding that we had planned and we've decided to do something different. We hope that you'll still support our, you know, our union. And I think that that's really the way, like if, you, if you're looking for the polite way to do it, that's the polite way to do it. Cancel everything and then reissue the invitations for the smaller version that you're going to do.
0: Would that be confusing for like grandparents and stuff? How would you...
1: Eh, yeah, I mean, a lot of grandparents are pretty sharp. Like, I I think that you know they would I think they would understand that it was better than issuing you know uninvitations to people, which aren't a real thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's that's hard. It's a very unbirthday I mean, thing to do, you know. <laughs> to oh get well, so
0: you're it. <laughs> you're telling someone you were officially the B list. Like, <laughs> you were
1: invited. <laughs> But now you're not like you'd be okay with that.
0: (laughs) Thanks for understanding. But if you have the venue, (laughs) yes, send us a gift. Oh oh, gosh, that's awful. Sorry. Uh, No, it's just such like an awful situation to be in for everybody. Obviously, an an, an uninvitation is (laughs) not the way to go. but very, very you have to like change the time, or I'm just thinking, you know, you have a venue, you've paid for it, you're in a contract, you have the food set up, you're having to reduce the numbers. Would you like change the time if you could? Or like, how do you make it a different wedding? you don't i mean th-
1: this could be literally the exact same wedding you haven't changed a single thing all you're doing <laughs> is changing the guest list but i still advocate for cancel the first wedding it's not when i say cancel i don't mean you're canceling like with the with the, the all plan. the vendors yeah exactly you're just canceling with the guests and if it if it's going to be that smaller wedding and that's why i also said you might let's say you're taking it from like a 150 person wedding down to a 25 person wedding you can hop on the phone and phone in, like personally invite those, those 25 people and say, listen, we are, we are still going to hold the wedding exactly as it was, but we had to cancel everything in order to really properly handle our other guests. Um, and we are re- reissuing our wedding, it's reinstated, but with just the 25 people we're allowed to have. And, you know, it will still be same time, same place. Um, If you're concerned about having to send out extra invitations, you don't actually have to, I
0: don't think. Yeah, you're like, an invitation for the same wedding? Yeah. (laughs) But that's a really good point, because that big wedding isn't happening, and a 25-person wedding is a totally different wedding than a 150-person wedding. So really, it's not like a lie or anything that big wedding is canceled and you're now hosting an. Intimate that's
1: the point is that and you can even refer to that say you know due to the restrictions we are having to cancel this wedding and we'll be holding a much smaller intimate you know family and two close friends gathering you know yeah
0: um so felicity and- renee commented tell the <laughs> guests that are invited to keep it on the down low i mean what would you tell your, so you would say you know we had to it's a good question cancel it to um to, do, to handle our other guests properly, what would you tell them to keep it a secret or? I couldn't, no, I think no. that
1: it's, and that's because in the in the canceling of the wedding, I would make it clear that we're canceling the big wedding and, and reorganizing with a smaller, more intimate family gathering. It was something so many people chose to do and had to say this year. It was like, it became, instant understandable. Like people were just like, I totally get it. You can only invite 25 people and you still want to get married. Why would I feel put out? You know what I mean? Like
0: totally. It happened to one of my best friends get, she choose married. the
1: pandemic, trust me. Um yes. we're working with what we've got here. And so I, I do feel like in this year in particular, super understandable. Um but but yeah it's I I, I personally don't love the idea of trying to hide experiences um, from people. I think it's, it's better to kind of own up that it is happening and it's happening this way
0: and it's happening for this reason. Got it. <laughs> <also> it <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it does suck to be like, wow, that was the wedding I was going to be invited to and I'm not. But I think yeah. as you said, people are really understanding. And yeah. it's, I like how you worded it. We're, we're having, you know, a family, more intimate celebration for safety. Or
1: yeah, fewer people. We had to cut our numbers. And so this is what yeah. we're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. All right. Are you ready for the big doozy? I am. I've been, I've been thinking about it too. (laughs) (laughs) So the question was, you found out probably your friend told you that they were COVID positive Mm -hmm. and you happen to know that they've been around other friends that you know and have not told those other friends. Um, Would you tell the other friends that they've been exposed?
1: This is a huge moral dilemma. This is like, this is, um, your own views on safety. You know what we've been told about safety during this time, um, and I'd be really curious as to why my friend wasn't telling other people that had chosen to tell me. Um, but I, and I think that might be a place where I would start. It, I'm guessing this friend and I are close enough. If I'm the only one that they're telling that they've got COVID, um, that I could say, "Listen, you know, you mentioned something the other day, and I, I." it really got me thinking and I I don't know how to handle it. Um, and I would say to them, I'm, I am really concerned as a friend that you've told me about your diagnosis, but that you're not telling other people that you're choosing to hang out with. And I, obviously it's not my business to tell other people your medical like condition. Um, no. And at the same time, as, as your friend and as my friend, I would want you to tell me if I was doing something that concerned you. And this, this is concerning to me. And I need you to know that I'm struggling with the fact that I know this about your condition and other people don't. I, I don't know how to handle that. <laughs> like my gut tells me warn other people. And yet my gut tells me respect my friend and their privacy and their medical life. And I would tell my friend that they have put me in a very awkward position. And I don't know. And not in a blaming way, but just showing, like, listen, I'm in a part of this with you, and I feel differently from it than you do. And I think being open and honest about that can at least get you t- to start to work on something with them. It-, it might be that they get really upset and cancel you out. And-, and that is a hard thing to have to hear. But I think even if that were to be the case, that terrible worst outcome, you've at least spoken up about kind of where your safety boundaries are and your expectations in your friendship You know about safety. Um, and certainly none of us have had to do this before. None of us have had to say, Hey, I'm sick with the thing. That's the, the pandemic. I mean, it's just, it's, it's something our friendships have never dealt with before. Um, and I do think always coming back to that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure all of this out to kind of a space, uh, lets people know that you're not trying to say, I know all I am the end all be all I've got all the answers and you should be doing this but it gives you the space to talk about what you think should be going on.
0: You know, yeah. I know that's a lot of shoulds, <laughs> but no, that was honestly, that didn't even occur to me. I, <laughs> 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 You're, what you just like your response to it. I didn't even think about that, but I feel like as a friend, if it was me, I try to always empathize with different people in situations and I'm like, maybe they had like a runny nose and they feel like a total um, bonehead for them going to a gathering and then they have they have to admit and say I exposed all of you I had a running you know they saw me blowing my nose or whatever and they yes. know that now I've willingly come and exposed them all I feel pretty bad and, a, yeah. and I understand not wanting to say you know we will, we came we had symptoms or we exposed you that's a really um it's... hard thing to cop up to I th- I think it
1: really is and you know you're reminding me of something else that's a part of this is that I- I'd be really curious how e- even if she's the-, the friend isn't telling people that she has COVID I'm wondering what she would tell the contact tracers um, and I don't know how well contact tracing is being done across the states but I know in Vermont it's pretty darn good and they really are contacting you know kind of as far out in the circles as they can to that they need to at least um so my guess would be that if the person had to admit oh yeah and i had coffee with kelly on saturday you know kelly'd be getting a phone call from the health
0: department you know yeah So that's I, a great point and that was I that's a more anonymous too. way
1: to let your friends know that
0: like you but i don't know
1: I, 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 I say, pluck that. up the courage and be confident and tell your friends what your medical situation is. It's certainly uh, way
0: kinder and more
1: respectful.
0: How would you <laughs> tell me that you have COVID and you and I just hung out um, and I drove in your car. We were wearing masks, but we worked together <laughs> for more than 50 sure.
1: I would call you and say, uh, I would first ask if you were driving or make sure that now was a good time to talk. Um, and then I would I would just straight up let you know, listen, um, I didn't know this when we hung out, but it turns out I have tested positive for COVID and the time that we hung out with and the way we hung out puts you as a close contact for me. A, you should expect to hear from some contact tracers and B, I would highly suggest that you get tested and C, I am really sorry that I have brought this to your family and it's certainly not something I wanted to do and I'm I'm really sorry if there's any way I can help you guys through the processes we all might be going through I would I would welcome the opportunity
0: Oh, that was really nice to <laughs> me. you making me sweat here. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like
1: well, Vermont's been so quiet. I haven't had to say any of these things to anybody. Thank goodness. But it's like, oh my god. But a lot of
0: people are. Thousands of, thousands of people do have to have that conversation. They do, yeah. Or... At least tell the, contract the, fans, the contact yeah. tracer, you know, be really honest and really list out everybody. Oh, because-
1: wait, my cousin you just joined. Hi, Jeep. <sighs> Sorry. And yes, I have a cousin named Jeep. I'm <laughs> um,
0: amazing.
1: He's, he's one of the Emily Post family, and so it was
0: really great to see him pop in. I think I've heard his name before. Does he live in California? or? No. <laughs> he lives on the East Coast, but um,
1: he and his wife and son, are, we don't get to see them often, and I, I really love
0: them, so it's its really good to see them pop up. Oh, well, welcome. <laughs> Hello, Jeep. <G. laughs> um, well, you are like, that's oh, everywhere. you're like a heavy hitter, Lizzie Post. I'm very impressed. You really have wonderful answers for everything. I think that was that was everything. The one thing I, I had um, thought of is like, how are you envisioning greetings or like you know you walk a doctor walks in to meet a patient, you're meeting someone for the first time. How are those um, intros going? I mean, right, doctor. In the future, in your mind.
1: Yeah, uh, in the future, like when we're vaccinated and when herd immunity is out again, or like when no. what which version of the future? <laughs> uh, March, March. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting to see how 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 well things have opened up for us um, by then. But I think if I'm, if I'm meeting someone new and and things haven't changed, I'm meeting them with a mask on and distanced and outside right
0: now. That's for sure. Do you do like Um, a, do you do one of these?
1: Oh yeah, do you like the way, like, hi, I wish I could, you know, not if it's my doctor, but if it's a friend, I wish I could give you a hug. Everyone's been doing air hugs, you know, from like six feet away. Um, But that's, (laughs) that's. I I think, you know, you do your best to convey through eyes. You know, (laughs) if you need help, Tyra Banks and her smizing is really great. (laughs) Um, But you you try to make sure that your voice is loud enough and bright enough, you know, that really welcoming. Hi! As opposed to, you know, it's like give as much as you can, because you only have this much to work with. So you got to be
0: using those gestures. And I know I literally was just telling my husband, I was like, I've thought about Botox before. But now like, I think because I wear a mask all day at work, I'm constantly like doing all of this. (laughs) I was like, it's really bad. it's not but that's funny but I like when I'm you know you told I find myself doing a lot more yeah but if you get the Botox you can't do the this <laughs> just a touch <laughs> um there was somebody had like shared something really sad with me the other day and I was like I I feel awful not hugging you like yeah. I don't even know that's how funny. to say you know I'm so sorry and then it feels awkward you know we're used to like Hugging people and filling in that like silent space with words or mm-hmm. gestures or whatever. So, how? I guess I'm I'm sorry. I keep like not letting you go. But how would you show somebody if if you normally would give them a hug, you would just say, mm-hmm. "I want to hug you right now," or like
1: yeah, you just say, "I oh, I so wish we could hug," or "I'm not hugging right now, but I wish I could give you one." You know that kind of that kind of attitude towards it really helps. Yeah. Like <laughs> I feel like we're all living in this this state right now of if, if you if you kind of can see some people in some capacity, it's like constant state of regret that we can't be closer, and that's, that's just tough. it's it's almost like a topic of conversation like the weather at this point like it's just it's like low hanging fruit pretty much anyone can raise their hand and say, I just regret that this can't be better like I regret that we can't like get closer be the you know do this um it's it's the reality of of right now you know
0: and everybody can relate to it too but like as we've been saying it's so messy and so much of it is gray and as things open up like some people have more immunocompromised people in their lives others don't and even though everyone's trying to do their best like it's we've all gotten confusing messaging and Mm-hmm. we're all trying to do our best and like you know we've now it's we're going to be on a year and so mental health is just like oh yeah we're all really suffering
1: <laughs> it, you know it is the it is so hard to remember kind of when you're uh i don't want to say fighting for yourself and your own mental health but it's it's so hard that everyone else you have to give the same generosity that you're looking for in that department Um, to every like the same grain of salt to everyone else, because they're all going through it and it manifests differently for each of us, you know, and so it's just so hard and forgive yourself for the times that you're getting mad at people, you know, forgive yourself for the times that that you fail others, like it's just you know, really try try to have forgiveness, you know, on the mind as much as possible.
0: I love that. What a wonderful holiday message as well. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us again. You are just (laughs) such a delight. I love you. You're so wonderful.
1: So much fun. I love doing these. So please reach out anytime. And I am determined to get Daniel Post sending on one of these. I know. I love Dan. He is so much fun to talk to you that when you get him, like I wish you guys could hear the unedited version of him on the podcast because it's a riot and and it just, his home life is so lovely. I, I want him to just dip out just a little bit so that you guys can see him
0: in that we place. We would so. love it. And I still really want an interpretive dance of the podcast music. I'm, oh,
1: yes, I'm waiting that would be for that really VR good. I'm
0: going to get gift. him to
1: work on that.
0: <laughs> he should like choreograph something. It's a like, do, 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 do. I'm not going <laughs> <do> to <this. laughs> Every time I hear it, I'm like kind of imagining Dan. <laughs> he's
1: a fun he he is he's a funky bunch that one he's fun oh my
0: gosh well thank you so much and please thank dan your podcast has been like Awesome, especially lately. It's just been so much good, helpful. Nice. So right after, after this, this so. I'm
1: headed to record the other half of it so that it's ready by Monday.
0: So. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to hear. Thank you for everyone who's interested. It's called Awesome Etiquette, and you can yes. find it wherever
1: you find podcast. So,
0: thank you so much, Lizzie. Thank you take care. Stay safe, everybody. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Bye, Lizzie.